Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on the Daily Family. I am so excited about this week because I decided that we should do a recap of some of my favorite episodes, some clips from my favorite episodes in the last few months. And since we are wrapping up International Women's Month, I decided to go back and find episodes with incredible women that I just so, so, so deeply respect and love and bring them on and or bring their episodes back on so you can kind of hear them again, some of my favorite parts of those episodes. If this is your first episode with On The Daily, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I am just so blown away by the magic of this community and what we are creating here. And it's really, really beautiful. So welcome. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I am Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at on the daily pod. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button in the top corner and make sure you write a review and leave us a rating if you love what you're hearing. So to kick this off first, I want to inform everyone that on Wednesday, March 30th, so that would be tomorrow, I am doing a manifestation workshop. It's called Align Manifestation for Projectors in Human Design. I'm going through each of the types. I already did my manifesting generators and my generators. And so tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific on Zoom, I will be we will be doing a workshop for just projectors. So if you are a projector or if maybe somebody in your life is a projector and you're trying to help them manifest or if you're trying to manifest, this workshop is for you. It is on Zoom. It's about an hour long. And of course, it will be recorded. Uh, There is a link in my show notes if you want to go and reserve a spot. Um, Space is limited because I want to make sure that I can have one-on-one time with everyone who enrolls. So make sure that you do that if that is something that you want and you are a projector. And you can also find the link on my Instagram in my link tree. Lots of places you can find it, but that'll be tomorrow, March 30th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. If you are listening in from Australia or the UK or another country, again, it will be recorded. So if it is not going to work with your time zone, you can still have access to the recording. But yeah, go register and I hope to see you tomorrow night. And so without further ado, we are going to open up this episode with a favorite of mine um, from season one. This is with my friend, Lindsay Lindsay Simsek, who is the co-host of the Almost 30 podcast, which is one of the top rated podcasts in the world. And her and Krista Williams started this podcast on the floor of their closets and have grown it into this giant, massive empire. And it's just a really incredible episode. Um, And I chose a little clip all about respecting yourself and what that feeling is like when you realize that you finally respect yourself and what that can look like in your relationships, in your business, with your friends, in the way that you let people treat you, et cetera. Lindsay went through this really beautiful season of sacred singleness, and it has led to so many amazing things that have come into her life, into her business, into her personal relationships, you name it. And I just think you're really going to love this clip if you are listening and you are a female entrepreneur. So 
enjoy this clip with the Lindsay Simsek. You said you didn't uh, respect yourself. What is that moment like when you realize like, oh, I got a lot of respect for myself that I didn't have before. What's that moment like? It was usually in the smaller moments of making a choice and being so aware that in the past I had chosen something different. And in the past I had felt something different. You know, even for example, something as simple as like going out on a Friday night and normally it would have been a night, right? Like you go out with either your friends or whatever, have a handful of drinks by the end, I'm seeing two of things by the end. I might go home with someone and the other choice, which I began to make during that season was like, Hmm, I know a lot of people are out right now. Kind of want to be out with people. And I know that I felt really shitty many a Saturday morning hungover, Mm -hmm. waking up with someone I'm not super jazzed about and just kind of feeling, feeling a little like shameful about it. Like, can I make a different choice tonight? And so I would like stay home, do my, my solo dates by myself, cook myself dinner, watch a rad movie that I loved. And while there was a hump I had to get over, there was definitely like a FOMO hump in the beginning of the night. And then I settled in and I'm like, oh man, I respect myself enough to choose what's going to make me feel really good, really clear, really satisfied, really all the things that I wanted to feel. And Mm. I think just like a habit, it just takes practice, you know? And then after a while you're like, you're like, yeah, I will always choose me. Like I'm going to choose to respect me because people who love me want that for me too. It's so interesting that you say that because alcohol was a big one for me too. When I realized like, oh, I don't need that. And I, I rarely drink anymore. I mean, you, it's, it's shocking. Like people are like, oh, you're having a drink. Like everyone just always assumes that I'm on like some cleanse or something. (laughs) I'm like, no, I (laughs) I just don't like the way I feel, you know, like it never, I've never had alcohol. And then the next day felt awesome about that choice. Like, sure. It was delicious in the moment. And like, don't get me wrong. Your girl Mm -hmm. loves really good tequila and I'll always like try it. But I had a moment a few years ago where I was like, I just don't need it. And I'm, I'm better without it. And like, those were the first moments that I realized I really did respect myself. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with Breezy uh, a couple of weeks ago and she goes, you know, I hear these stories about past relationships you've been in, whether it be with Owen's dad or your ex-husband. And I hear these stories about how you were treated and like nothing against these men. I'm still very close to Owen's dad. We are very close. He is, he's in an incredible relationship and I'm so happy for him. And there were moments of our relationship that was a train wreck and we were not good in those ways together. And she said to me, she goes, it's, it's crazy to hear you talk about these things that used to, you used to allow to happen to you because you wouldn't let anyone treat you like that now, like no one would get to treat you like that now. And she said that and I went, wow, you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't let anyone treat me like anybody, friend, like fiance, anybody. And when you, I think when we have those moments in our life where we go, look at me, look at me just really growing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's so huge. And I think that's a really good practice for people. You know, if you're feeling 
like you're in a season where you're like, oh, just I, I want to get ahead or I want to find the person or I want to, you know, whatever your goal is, it's like take a moment and think about yourself either a year ago, maybe three years ago, five years ago, and just take a moment to like really relish in the growth. Mm-hmm. Because imagine what could happen in the next six months because you've already evolved so much and you're always growing and learning and accelerating that growth exponentially. Like, imagine. So, you know, I often look back, I'm like, dang, a year ago, oh my goodness. And like five years ago, wow. And I think the relationship thing that you just mentioned, that example is so powerful. Like, what we, what we allow, what we settle for. You know, and I could look at other areas of my life that it affected and or mirrored. It's like I was settling for, you know, guys that really didn't treat me great or just didn't respect me that much. Mm-hmm. And then what was I eating at that time? How much was I drinking at that time? You yeah. know, it's just all for me so connected. Oh, so connected. I mean, and even I w- I'll even say, has it also now translated over to the way that you do business? Yes. I mean, oh, I can, I can just imagine. I mean, had you ever built like a business like this before? Almost 30 or was this really like the first like big business you've built? Yeah, this was the first big business. I mean, I I guess I was like, and just like you, kind of like my own my own business as like an actress, singer, dancer, all the things, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you would have to market yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, invest in yourself and mm-hmm. do all of those things. But I think the catch or the difference here is that I'm no longer like waiting to be chosen. And that feels really, really good. Um, literally, I have so much respect for actresses and actors and and all performers who are auditioning every single day. It's something that I will always have a love for. But I think I got to the the point where I was pushing for something that I don't think was in complete alignment with what I have to offer in this lifetime. Yeah. And so, you know, almost thirty started out as a podcast and now has grown into a business where a business umbrella of events and courses and a membership and a community. And I could have never imagined that. Did I know how to do it? Absolutely not. Did Krista know how to do some stuff? Yes. Did she know how to do other things? No. Like We really worked together. We pooled our resources, our experience and bootstrapped it. You know, we were working our full-time jobs for two and a half years before quitting and making it full-time. So it wasn't like we started to make money right away. And I know a lot of people out there are balancing a side hustle and their full-time job. And I think it's I think it's really important to keep that full-time job, keep that salary coming in or whatever that looks like for you. Because if we put too much pressure on almost 30, this baby that was just born into the world, like we would have crushed her if we would have put pressure on her to make money right away. Mm-hmm. So we just let her be who she wanted to be and evolve and talk to us and tell us what she wanted to do. And then eventually it made sense to start to monetize. And thankfully we started at the right time and just were really clear with our why. And so the right partners started to come in. This next clip is from an episode I did with Ilaria Reed, which is all about putting consciousness in your hustle. And this part of the episode was all about devotion and what we put devotion in and what devotion truly looks like when it comes to our business. Because so many people I think are so apt to think that devotion only happens when things are going well. 
And what Alaria does so well in this episode is kind of show and explain how the devotion has to come through even when it's not up. So I hope that you enjoy this clip. You said something a couple weeks ago on your Instagram and it was like, you said devotion is the most underrated business strategy. Did I say that right? Yes. Devotion is the most underrated business strategy. And you've just mentioned that word a lot. And I, I think it's like, that is so powerful. And I actually did like a solo episode on just that quote. I listened to it. It was so I did a solo episode on that quote alone because I said, that is it. I think that we are so quick as humans. And I think especially leaving a global pandemic, like coming out of a global pandemic when everybody was just made to feel like they couldn't, you know, like there was just mm-hmm. this like universal cloud over possibility and ambition. And it just kind of came into this, like this, everybody just had this uh, feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And And what has now transpired because of that is people are quick to leave when it gets Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you say it's because there's a lack of devotion and they're not putting, people are not putting enough power over the devotion they have to their higher self, to their business. So talk about that in terms of business. Like what have you found? Because you're you're very devoted to what you're doing now. It's so clear. You, everybody can, I mean, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. You can hear it in your voice. Like you're so passionate and committed to what you're doing and what your mission is. But where do you, what, like, what do you think that's about? Like talk about that lack of devotion and how you've like overcome that in your life a little bit. So, and there's a difference too, because I don't want anyone listening to think that their feelings of unalignment to what they're doing right now just need, just means that they're not, they need to be more devoted. You know, there's a difference. You can, you, you know, if what you're doing really isn't for you, because here's what devotion really is. I love my business. I love what I do. My business is an extension of the work that I do for myself. And I get to bring that out into the world. And that doesn't mean that every day is amazing. I have days where, you know, I, I question my sanity. I have days where I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I have days where I, you know, I don't want to talk to a single soul. I have days where, you know, I have days, I have days, I have days. We all have days. And the devotion piece is allowing yourself to live through that. The devotion is knowing that this is part of my business. A successful business is not equivalent to, you know, the state of bliss and this, I'm having success every day. Devotion is more so you're really, really, really clear on where you're going. You're really clear on your message. You're really clear on what this is bringing to the world. You're very, very clear on, and and this is something I talk about in almost all of my coaching containers. It is crucial for you as a human being who wants to be aligned in your life to get very clear on who you are, what it is that you do, where it is that you're going, what it is you stand for and who you stand for. And who you stand for is a combination of those four, who you are, what you do, where you're going, what you stand for. We'll show you who you stand for. And I, I mean, I journal about that all the time. And so devotion is I'm having the hard day. Devotion is, you know, I'm on the first day of my cycle and I just want to like rip my room to shreds and like break up with the world. Devotion is- cry in my bed with a blanket. Thank you so much. I don't want to talk to you about your issues. Yes. 
And devotion is knowing that those moments don't define like whether or not my business is successful, whether or not I'm worthy of success. Devotion is having those days and holding them tightly and loving them and knowing that this, this is part of it. Like this, the doubt, those of you listening, because we all have doubt, we all have fears, the doubt you feel in your life and about your business, the, the, the fears you have about making that next step about maybe saying that thing that you actually do want to say in your Instagram caption. If you're on Instagram, all of these fears, these doubt, these uncertainties, like devotion is knowing that that is actually part of it. Like that is part of it. And let me allow myself to bring all of that into my business because it's a, it's a switch. You get to switch instead of having those moments and wondering if you're ever going to be successful, have those moments and allow yourself to know that working through them is what's going to bring you success. Like be devoted to the good days, but also the ones that maybe you're like questioning everything. (laughs) Like, move through that because then you're, you know, in a couple of months, let's say I'm using this example because I'm in the coaching world. Let's say I have someone that comes to me and they're like, Alaria, you know, I'm dealing with this fear. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, it's your lucky day because I had the same day three weeks ago. Let's go. Let's move through this. Right. I'm devoted to that. I'm devoted to all parts of me as a human being and bringing that into my business long-term. And I'm very clear on where I'm going, right? I'm very clear on where I'm going. And I know that the quote unquote bad days are just part of it. They're just part of it. I was so honored to uh, interview Alex and Marlene, who are the founders of the House of Intuition, which is a crystals and sage and just a metaphysics store. And I'm obsessed with it. I've been buying my crystals there and my some of my candles and some of my incense there for a really long time. My Oracle decks are all from there. Um, and I got to interview them. And there was a part of our episode where we talked about like the thoughts that we put into our head and what that looks like and how that can kind of change the tra- trajectory of your whole business. And so I hope when you're listening to this, you know, take it take it as it hits you, you know. There's there's so many different walks of life I bring into this this podcast and obviously Alex and Marlene are very focused on magic, magic and metaphysics and you know relationship with universe and how it pertains to their business, but one thing that I really really gravitate toward is this idea that our thoughts become our reality. And in this clip, we kind of talk all about that. I read this, oh, I forget where I read it, but it was something about how on average humans think between 2,500 and 3,000 thoughts an hour. Of those thoughts, Mm -hmm. 75% are negative typically, and about 90% are repetitive. And so it goes with what you're saying, because if all you're doing is repeating negative shit to yourself all day Mm -hmm. long, that becomes your reality because that's what you've allowed into your energetic space, right? Absolutely. And what people don't do is take accountability for those negative things that are happening to them because they're bringing them in. Right. So it's always 
right? It's like, uh, it happens in conversation all the time with like my family, you know what I mean? Like not that, because Alex and I have taken this journey and a lot of my family isn't in this, okay? And it's not my place to pull everybody or, or try to convince somebody of the practices that we do. I feel like that's the whole, your intuition led you here, you know? It's right. like, let them come to us. We're not gonna go and like preach to them or, or try to change their belief system. So I don't really do that to our family. Mm -hmm. um, if they come to us, then we share. Yeah. But a lot of my family will use words like I can't, it's not possible, you know, um, it, you know, so hard, it's so hard. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm just like, every time they say it, I cringe. I'm like, no, times are hard times. We're in weird times. Like it's not a good time to start a business. It's not a good time. Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have we listened to that? Because in 2010, yes. that's what was what was in you yes. know in, in the energy uh, in mm -hmm. the energy. Yeah. Had we listened to that, passive intuition wouldn't be here because everybody there was a lot of people closing. Hardly anybody was opening businesses. Right. So you know, if if we were that, we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. If we were listening yeah. to other people outside of us for sure. That especially as an entrepreneur, the best thing to do that the best advice that I got when I started the business for the first year was, was told to us, do not share too much with like your family and your friends about the business you want or what you want to build. Mm -hmm. Because what they do is they'll instill fear in you only because they're fearful, not because they don't believe in you, but because they're afraid for you. If yes. you don't succeed, if you put yes. all this into it and you fail, yes. you know, so they're like, are you sure you want to do this right now? You know, and really then, risky. You know, That's a really big risk. You know, yeah. You're going to quit your job or you're going to quit mm -hmm. this or, you know, so mm -hmm. that was the best thing that I probably could have heard was literally nobody for eight months, except for her mom actually knew about our business. Mm -hmm. You know, we left it total, totally silent because we needed to only hear our own thoughts because those were already you know, we were already battling the the fear that, you know, everything was going into this business. So we that. didn't wow. need to have friends and family that love us mm -hmm. to tell us how afraid they were for us. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't need their fear on top of our fear. Yeah, I get that. I, I so I work in network marketing and like, that's like a whole taboo industry. Like everybody's always like, Oh, nobody makes money doing those things. Oh, you have to be really special to like succeed in that industry. And when I first started, I, I mean, it was after a lot of time of like letting that thought come into my head. But at the end of the day, I was like, here, I found this business where I like this company that I can partner with. I believe in everything they're doing. I believe in the products that they sell. They're clean. They, you know, they're going to help the world. They're going to help people live better, more abundant lives. And I can work for myself. Like, and that was the best advice I got as well. When I started my business is like, you cannot talk to people who are not doing what you want to be doing. Like if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you yes. can only speak to people who are walking the life and living the life that you want to live. That's it. That's right. It's so true. It is. It's it is. So, so entrepreneurs true. is a special kind of mentality and, and not yes. everybody understands it. I think and, and a lot of people, most people don't. And so, like you said, surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, other people that think the same way and have stories that are inspiring and, you know, things like that. That's where you get the strength to continue and to move on and, and mm -hmm. to, to continue that journey that you're that you're seeking to be an entrepreneur. 
entrepreneur? Yeah, I think most people, as, as far as the feedback I get for entrepreneurship is always first and foremost is, oh, you get the freedom to do anything you want to do. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Um, however, I have very little time to do it. <laughs> you know, like that is like, oh, you guys are so lucky you get to do everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? N- it never gets turned off. Work right. seven days a week from the time I open my eyes, the time I close my eyes, and even in my dreams. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a constant thing. Yes, totally. entrepreneurship is can be super fun. And it should, we try to have as much fun as we possibly can. But at the end of the day, probably 95, 90, I can even say in my life, 99% of it is really about, you know, the work I do is is not i can't say like it's fun like disneyland however it does fulfill me and because well, it it's what you're passionate about i want to talk about that a little bit like what is that right. feeling you know because i know so many people dream of this feeling and they 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 pray for this feeling of yes yes and you nailed it entrepreneurship is beautiful in so many ways and it's not like you're going to become an entrepreneur so you can just like work sometimes no you're working every day Mm-hmm. And the difference is you're working to build your dream instead mm-hmm. of working to build someone else's. So talk about that feeling like you guys. So House of Intuition started in 2010. It is now almost 2022. What? Like yes. crazy. 12 years later, you have how many locations? Yeah, we have. Um, we just opened our 10th one in Sherman Oaks just a week ago. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, we did break ground out of state for the first time in Miami. So we do have one location in Midtown Miami, Florida. Um, and we are seeking to expand the Miami um, area. Um, I think we're actively looking now. So we have our nine stores in Los Angeles, um, then our Miami location. And then we also have an online store that services throughout the United States. Yeah. Um, And so so what is is that? Tell me that feeling like you have this brand, like this empire, like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. Like people are literally all over the country buying your products and like, you know, just supporting your brand like what does that feel like to wake up now and be like wow everything that we worked for it was out of passion absolutely I think the biggest gratitude I have and the biggest like success I I could say that really does fulfill me is that Alex and I had the ability and still have the ability to have more people pray and set intention and have temples in their homes mm. that that didn't exist before meeting or knowing a house of intuition. In this next clip, I want to introduce you, reintroduce you rather to Melissa Martin, who's the host of the Boldly Courageous podcast. She was on my show a few months ago and we talked about value and adding value. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's so important to add value. And it's so important to, you know, just really be a person who can, who can have massive impact. And that's one thing that Melissa is so focused on is helping women become creators of impact. And in this clip, we talk about what that looks like on a massive scale. And, you know, the lessons that we've learned while creating impact and while, you know, adding value to our clients and our communities, et cetera. So I hope that this 
lands on you as, as hard as it landed on me when I first interviewed Melissa. She's incredible. If you don't follow her, please go follow her and enjoy. That's been like my biggest lesson the past few weeks is a sitting in that's that in between space, which I've never been good at. Cause I'm always like, okay, what's next. But then I fill my plate with maybes. Mm. And I'm not going to see what's next anyway. And I got these like big old dreams, you know, and it's, it's just so, it's so true because when we do that, it also holds you back for like oh, you, the collective you, it holds us as humans back from really living that, which you talk about this. And I would love for you to expand on is like that life of impact that we all search for, whether we acknowledge that we're searching for that or not, like yeah. at the end of the day, everybody wants to live a life of impact. And if for we're sure. not fully full body aligned, full body. Yes. With, you know, the things that we choose to put into our life, the energy that we choose to like put into our life, you're never, like, that's never going to happen. It's impossible. Right. Like what's talk the point? About, talk about like your, cause you, I love how you talk about in, like helping women to live a life of impact. What does that mean to you? Oh man. I, I just think that like we kind of talked about before, it's all about being fully expressed and giving yourself permission to be the most authentic version of you. And when you do that, you give other women permission to do the same. So I had for this longest time, I had this belief and this story that I needed to be your hype girl, like shrink myself to shine, to allow you to shine. And I realized that I was actually robbing people of the opportunity to see what's possible. Right. So, so I love to look at the proof that what I want exists. Right. So this woman recently came into my life. She is a energetic coach, business coach. Um, she runs a brand called alpha femme and one of my friends has been coaching with her and this woman generated this year has generated $21 million in her business. And she's been in business for five years. And I'm just like, what? Like my mind can't even comprehend the impact that this woman is making by just being herself. And so for me, I look at her and I go, there's the proof. Now, if she had like dimmed her light and was like hiding and wasn't celebrating, wasn't sharing behind the curtain and all the things, I wouldn't have someone to show me what's possible. Totally. So when, again, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before is that when you're not living fully in your gifts, when you're not living fully in your highest expression of whatever wild, quirky, quite crazy, fun version of you that is, you rob everybody of your magic of you being one of one. And, and, and it started in network marketing for me when I started to see these incredible women. I'm like, why are you not being you? Like, why are you trying to be somebody else? Like, just be you. That's your superpower. That's your secret sauce. Like, that's what's going to magnetize people. So it started there and it's just kind of like amplified and it's turning into my, just like this desire to help women just radiate authentically lead with authority and attract all the abundance they want in their life with ease. Oh, I love that. And talk about a little bit, like, I'm sure you've gone through, you've talked about a little bit about like going through like the money mindset shift. I think for so many women, they are like, okay, yeah, I'm a leader and I am, I'm an authority and I got this. And then as soon as the conversation comes up about like, okay, so let's make some money all of a sudden, then they're like, Ooh, they like, you can like physically see them get smaller. Like I ask people all the time, like, What's like a, what's your financial goal? Like you've talked about, you've talked about how you want to help this many people and you want to do this number, like, but what's the financial goal? Like, and what of that are you taking home? You know, cause if we can't talk honestly about that, then like, what do we have? Like that, that's yeah. just, that's such a huge part of that. So how, how do you coach people on getting right in their mind about, you know, mm. money and finance and like 
female. Yeah. So I will say that this is an ever evolving process for me. Like I'm still navigating money blocks. Right. And I, it's, there's so many layers to it. And money is something that is so deeply connected to so many people on a lot of levels, like, especially when it comes down to safety. And for women, particularly the work that I do around money is more around the energetics. And it's really about the energy of receiving and what's possible and just being open to living a life of pleasure, living a life of flow, living a life of abundance and being comfortable with the energetics of receiving and money becomes such a powerful magnifier, amplifier for whatever is under the surface. So for example, in my marriage, money came up quite a bit because I was the one that generated most of the money in our household. Mm -hmm. And I started to feel really resentful about that because I felt like I wasn't matched. I felt like my partner wasn't matching my enthusiasm or my contribution. And so I started to get resentful and I started to get snippy and I started to get controlling and I started to be in my masculine all the time, which affected my ability to be intimate and open up and feel safe. And I mean, it all like, it's all combined, but the way it reflected was through money. And so it was an opportunity. Money was the trigger and it was the doorway in to look at all the stuff underneath. Right. So we think about a weed, we have weeds in our garden, which I look at weeds as like a belief money. That's not for me. I want enough just to get by money is the root of all evil. Rich people are greedy. Like I'll never get out of debt. Like whatever these beliefs are, they are weeds in the beautiful garden that make up who we are. And what happens when we weed whack is we cut the weed off at the stock. So it's like, oh, well, uh, my, you know, like I have all this debt, I'll just make more money. I don't like this job. I'll just get a new job. I don't like this person. I'll just get a new relationship. I don't like where I live. I'll just move. Right. That is the weed whack version of how we live our life. And what happens is we get a new job. We, we make more money. We get the new relationship. We move to the new place and we're good for six months. But then what happens is all the weeds grow back because we didn't get to the actual root of that weed. So when you pull the weed up, you don't see one root. It's like a, it's a lot. It's like a family of roots. Like a of oh, it's a clusterfuck. You're like, oh, I didn't know all of this was here. I thought it was just this one thing. No, we need to look at the root. So the weed that's popping up is a belief around money. I'm not worthy. I don't make enough. Um, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. Like, I don't want and my sometimes friends. Those weeds, sometimes those weeds even have freaking flowers on them. Like they grow out of the ground and they have, they grow with flowers. Dandelions. Like, oh, it's not that bad. It's like a dandelion, right? A flat, like dandelions. Yeah. Fuck the dandelions. Don't be a dandelion. <laughs> so <Be> a dandelion. <laughs> so the works, the, uh, a majority of, of what I love to talk about when it comes to the energetics of money and the core is just the ability to receive and that you are worthy of receiving. And that's the divine feminine. So the, so the way that I work with my clients, whether it's through programs or one-to-one mentorship or group coaching is very much in the masculine, which is the strategy of the, okay, step one, step two, step three, execute, blah, blah, blah. But none of that stuff matters if we don't address the feminine, which is the creator energy, the mastermind energy, the leader energy, the um, safety energy, the receive energy. And so we get really clear on what does that look like for you? And from there, the strategy naturally appears. So if it's a money thing, we got to get clear on what's blocking you around receiving first and get you in the energy of learning how to receive on a small level and celebrate that and have gratitude for that. And then you can start executing on a massive level. 
Our final clip in this episode is with my one of my best friends, Kelly Balch. I re-interviewed her only a few weeks ago, so this episode is super fresh, but we went really, really deep into um, in this episode, we talked about like when you know it's time to level up and this clip just like really reigns true. I think for so many women out there, I mean, humans in general, but since we're in International Women's Month for women in general, there's this idea that, you know, we have to stay in spaces and we don't want to be considered quitters and we don't want to be considered, you know, like pivoting too much or shifting too much. And sometimes it's the pivot and the shift that really defines us and helps us get to that next level. And Kelly is in that season right now, as am I. And so if you are an entrepreneur and you are feeling like you have a lot of shifting happening in your life and there's a lot of pivoting going on, I think this clip is really going to resonate with you. And I hope that you know, as you move forward in your entrepreneurial journey, you just understand that like things are going to go up, things are going to go down. You're going to have to pivot. You know, things that you thought were going to work may not work in the end, and that is all okay. And Kelly just does a really beautiful job of explaining it. So I hope you enjoy this clip again. But you have to remember, like everything you've done has prepared you for this moment. Yeah. Every heartbreak, every up, every down, every job, every job loss, every ever. I mean, and I say this, like, I say this with a broken heart, but like every like massive loss, Mm -hmm. my dad dying about a year ago, like that was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. And I see now as much as this, like, it like makes me want to throw up to say it. I know it's true. Had that not happened, there would have been a block that I wouldn't have been able to get past. Yeah. Professionally, personally, in my relationship with Breeze, like as a mom, you know, like it, like it, everything you go through has prepares you for who you are becoming. Have you ever felt at a young age that you knew you were supposed to be at a certain point in your life, but you got so frustrated because you weren't there yet quicker? Yes. And then you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, you're looking back and you're just like, wow, everything that I needed came in small micro and macro instances that helped me grow. Well, because I'm, I grew up not really having to like, whatever I wanted, I got quick because I master things quickly. And as like a six, two generator, meaning that like I'm a natural at a lot of things, I would, I would like master things, but it wouldn't be like full expression. Yeah. Do Do you know what I mean? Like, I got really good. I I had a lot of success acting. I did really good. I had a lot of success. Yeah. Full cycle. I was super successful. It was never, I never, like it stopped one level before like what full expression could have really been. Yeah. And I would get so fucking mad because I'd be like, (laughs) why? Like, yeah. Like there's still something I'm not there yet. I still feel like there's something else that needs to happen. Yeah. And I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I honestly feel the same way about network marketing. Like I love network Mm -hmm. marketing. I love my, I love the business. I love the brand. And like, I got to the top of my business and I had a moment where I go, it's not, it's not it. Like it's, this isn't my full expression. This still is not my full expression. And what, and what I want you to hear if you're listening to this and Kelly can totally like elaborate on this because I know that you feel the same way. There will be people that will, when you do that and you constantly are pivoting, evolving, switching, adding things on, there are people that will say to you, why don't you just stick with one thing? 
Yeah. Why can't you just stay in your lane, right? Like you're a manifesting generator. Like this is your whole life. But like, why can't you just stay committed to that thing? Why do you have to change your mind so much? Yeah. And like, you're not changing your mind. You are literally going through what is the gymnastics of your life to prepare you or like, you know, the Olympics of your life to prepare you for that gold medal ceremony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My path is not just one way. It's like omnipresent. <laughs> it's all over. I mean, have you been told that before? Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I first, oh, my God. I halted my career as a photographer because I was going to, I think I said this to you before in the podcast that I was going to join the military and then, or law enforcement or something that actually was, you know, sustainable and that had a, had a paycheck and had insurance and benefits and a 401k and a 401. Yeah. All that good stuff. And I was just like, I don't feel like that is going to be me expressing what I truly want to do in any way. And I just was like, no, I'm going to, I remember my mom, I got done. Like I quit this job, uh, being a set photographer on this, on this feature film. And I was just like, this guy, the director was a dick and he was just really just taking, you know, ownership of his power in the wrong way. And I remember being on the phone and my mom was just like, Kelly, you cannot just stay with in one job. And I'm like, no, no, I, I, I'm, I haven't even found the job that I even think is actually worth my time to stay in. I don't in. even think I want a job. <laughs> yeah, I want to create my own job. And that's actually what it came down to is just like, again, I, I didn't find a job that was worth my time. And then I was like, I'm just going to create my own then. Did you ever feel like you were just going, like there were some things you did, maybe like even over the last 13 years of being a wedding photographer, like, did you ever, cause you kind of touched on this, like having those moments where you go, I know that there's something more. I know that there's something more and I don't know what that is yet, but did you ever feel like I'm going through the motions? I'm doing what I need to do because yeah. something tells me that like, I can't get to that step unless I do this one, even though like, I know this is not like, yeah. And no, and, and this is like, and we, and that's, I think you actually said this before too, is that like, you're going to be going and come across these scenarios where you're just like, okay, why am I here? Well, then you have to re-navigate your brain and be like, what can I get out of this? Mm. Although I'm not, this is not where I want to be. What can I actually get out of this? So I would be photographing some stupid shit. And I'm just like, no matter what, I'm going to network. I'm going to make sure that they, there are other people here that are probably in more successful ways or routes that I want to be and network with them. And that's just like one thing, right? And even with weddings, I'm just like, I know that I still need to be in weddings for a certain amount of time to build my brand, build a very, very like successful wedding community as well. And now I feel like I've reached that point where it's just like, like you said, I'm pretty successful in the LGBT wedding community. And now I'm just like, I want to share that. I want to, I've, I feel like I've mastered it. And now I want to share what I've learned. Because you're not meant to be in a box too. Like being, and we all are not. No, all I'm being, like getting yourself into this, like, this pigeonhole of like, oh, you are the LGBT wedding photographer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good sign that like now I need to move because I was never meant to be in a box. Yeah. And if I'm in a box, then I put myself in that box and it's time to move out of that box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing with fitness. Like, oh, Danielle's a soul cycle instructor. Like when yeah, people started telling, introducing me as like, Danielle, the soul cycle instructor, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so you're so much go. more. We said this before. We are multifaceted beings. Everyone is. I, everyone is. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. 
I was really important to me to just kind of pull together just some of my favorite clips over the, you know, the course of the last couple of years that we've been doing this show. If you don't follow these incredible women, I highly suggest that you do. Lindsay Simsick is at Lindsay Simsick. Alaria Reed is at Alaria Reed. Melissa Martin is at the Melissa Martin. The House of Intuition, you can follow them. And Kelly Balch is at Kelly Balch. I'm putting all of the links to their handles in my show notes, so you can go click on those. But female entrepreneurs know this. There is a space for you at this table. And so many people in the world will tell you that actually females are the best at the feminine is where businesses are created. And, you know, the businesses are not created in our masculine energy. Businesses are created in our feminine. And I hope that regardless of who you are, even if you're not a woman and you're listening to this, get in touch with your feminine energy, get in touch with that flow, that creation, that, that birth, right? Get in touch with that because that's what's going to really help you create the business of your dreams. And it's just been such an honor interviewing these incredible women on the show. And I hope that you enjoyed hearing it as much as I enjoyed interviewing it. Uh, We'll be back on Friday with another Unplugged episode to kind of welcome in a new month. And uh, I can't believe it's going to be April, but Anyway, come find me on Instagram, Danielle underscore on the daily. If this episode resonated with you, share it, share it with somebody who needs to hear it and we'll be back. See you on Friday.